This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Some prelates of the church are the gift that just keep on giving. Lately, it's been Bishop Robert Barron, the man who the likes of Cardinal Dolan and others ludicrously dubbed the new Fulton Sheen, if you can believe that. Barron has been in the news lately for his super-secret meeting involving Catholic opinion makers to deal with the real problem in the church. No, not the lack of belief in the real presence, don't be silly, or the rejection of Catholic morality among the faithful, let's be serious, but rather the real problem, so-called rad trads online who have been mean to Bishop Barron. I'm serious. He said recently he'd rather deal with atheists he argues with than with the laity online. This is a bit of a wowzer of a story, so let's just get into it. But before we do that, I wanted to answer a question that I get frequently, and usually I get it in email. People ask how they can support the work I do here, especially in these times when the future of Patreon and the general atmosphere of this place appears to be unfriendly. If you want to support the work of this channel, there are options in the description box, including Subscribestar, which is a website that allows you to do recurring support in any amount you like from $1 to $1 million each month, if you wanted to, although I wouldn't recommend that. And they don't go after people for saying things they don't like, which is pretty great. So, Patreon is still a good option too, and there's even a couple direct one-time options listed there as well. And to those who have been supporting this channel, your support is greatly appreciated. Now, let's get to the story. I'm going to do something I haven't done in a while. I'm going to read an entire article. Don't worry, it's very short, which is why I'm doing it. This is from the Gloria TV write-up on the issue. Headline. Bishop Barron hosts establishment opinion makers in a meeting. Quote, Los Angeles Auxiliary Bishop Robert Barron hosted a July 29th invite-only meeting of party figures to talk about the disturbing trends in the online Catholic world. The meeting of those disturbed was about the rise of a radical traditionalist movement, writes Christopher White on the dissenting ncronline.org, which is, as an aside, the website for the National Catholic so-called reporter. White previously worked for Crux Now, which is flooded with Bishop Barron advertisements. Present on the call were America Media, which is run by the Jesuits, Catholic News Agency, which is an arm of EWTN, Catholic News Service, which is the outlet for the U.S. bishops, and CruxNow.com, sponsored by Bishop Barron, and Our Sunday Visitor, which is a U.S. weekly uh, outlet. The meeting also spoke about the phenomenon of tabloid news in the Catholic press. White describes the traditionalists more or less correctly as often young Catholics who prefer traditional liturgy and subscribe to more conservative political beliefs and religious practices. In recent weeks, Barron was criticized by Catholic media for defending indefensible parts of Vatican II. Barron reacted by saying that he preferred the online pushback of atheists to certain Catholics. He complained during the meeting that three full-time staff members spend their whole work weekdays deleting quote-unquote inappropriate comments leveled at him. End quote. Oh no, he has mean comments left on his videos and on Twitter. 
To quote a great man, welcome to the party, pal. This is the sort of the nature of things, especially if you have consistently bad takes. The higher profile you have, the more pushback you'll get on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and any other social media place. It's the way it works. Go look at the replies to anyone in the public eye on social media, and you will see that. The funny thing is, I'm pretty sure he actually knows that, but is just using the nasty nature of the internet as an excuse. Because I think there's more to this than what is being widely talked about. Case in point. To the Remnant's coverage of This We Go, where their article on this gives insight into the thinking of Barrett and his peers. Quote, The article defines rad trads as young Catholics who prefer traditional liturgy, including the Latin Mass, and subscribe to more conservative political beliefs and religious practices. The horror. Brandon Vaught, the content director for Barron's Word on Fire Catholic Ministries, which could be more aptly named Church on Fire Ministries, stated, quote, All these are major pastoral issues, which is why I propose to Bishop Barron in his capacity as bishop to host a meeting with various Catholic leaders to discuss these items. Note that to Vaught and Barron, the influence of the so-called radical traditionalist or rad-trad movements online, those who prefer the Latin Mass and subscribe to more conservative beliefs, is a pastoral issue worthy of devoting a secret meeting with Catholic outlets about in order to address. Yes, it seems that if we simply root out all these pesky young women who insist on wearing chapel veils as well as those rigid young men who wear suits to their Latin Masses and who believe everything the Catholic Church taught for 2,000 years, we can get on to singing a new church into being. End quote. Now, I share the opinion with friends of mine that to be a traditional Catholic is far more than what Mass you attend. It involves how you live and rejecting modernism, including the creeping Americanism you see on full display in the traditionalist movement. Americanism is not a vibrant love of country either, but a fully defined error that says that the church and the faithful don't have to follow the teachings of the church in your own country because things are different in your country. It began in America in the 19th century, hence the name, and Leo XIII responded to it in an encyclical. It's more noteworthy in our spheres wherein people try to twist Catholic social teaching to fit their political agenda, or they ignore it altogether. But that's not all that important at the moment. The point is that being a traditionalist is more than having a love for the traditional liturgy. And this myopic view leaves out the Eastern Rite Catholics as well. It's about how you live and holding the faith as it has always been taught before the council. Now, over at The Remnant, writer Chris Jackson says that all this started on July 7th when Catholics online expressed outrage in a tweet by Barron where he refused to defend Catholic monuments to great saints and leaders, saying instead that the vaunted Second Vatican Council left that in the hands of the laity. While I'll agree that his experience on Twitter that day was important to this, remember that this has been brewing for quite some time. It is the alternative Catholic voice represented by numerous commentators and organizations, largely online, that have given Barron and men like him no quarter when it comes to weird statements that he has a track record of making, and especially the defense by the hierarchy for the Second Vatican Council and its effects on the Church. I mean, we've all seen the footage of certain Catholic outlets practically chasing down these prelates at their public conferences to try to get, you know, public word given on some rather touchy subjects. And they, of course, flee in fear. And it's why I get a good chuckle out of Jackson's Remnant article referring to Barron's Word on Fire as Church on Fire Ministries because it's an apt metaphor for the state of the church, especially now, with the Eucharist being showed absolute disrespect by some priests in the Novus Ordo, and the lady who willingly rat on each other and their parish to the secular ruling class when they dare to have masses said in defiance of the world, 
and its weird rules at the moment, but in accordance with the ultimate law of the church, which is why these masses are being said. Barron and the rest fail to see just how dire the state of the church is right now, and the pushback that he and his peers get is at the very heart of why he had a secret meeting with the Catholic outlets. This is an attempt to control the message, pure and simple. Personally, though, I'm glad to see he's tackling the real issues at hand here. You know, for a moment, I was hoping he'd call together a meeting with bishops about how to counter, counter declining mass attendance or a lack of belief in the real presence or the overwhelming acceptance of Moloch worship and its party or the McCarrick and James Martin Brigade in the church or but now liturgy that drives young people away from the church. But I was in error. Personally, now I've seen the light and I'm taking off the blinders. Barron has made me realize that it was young traditionalists on the internet that were the reason why the church is suffering even before the internet existed, and not heterodoxy and heresy taught from the highest offices, and especially not the worldliness that the church has embraced these past 60 years. Oh no, it's definitely not that. It's people with internet shows harming the church. I've seen the light. Maybe I'll rename my show Embrace Modernism and use a picture of Carl Rahner in sunglasses as my on-screen picture moving forward. As funny and silly as that thought is, let's be real for a moment. Vigano and the movement that has sprung up around him has these men seriously rattled. My most recent two videos featured a well-known Italian theologian backing up Vigano on his claims about the council. Prior to that, a letter had been circulating thanking the Bishop of Kazakhstan and Vigano for their respectful but spirited debate about what to do about the council. Combined with the way some of the Catholic commentary community interacts with men like Barron and the rest of the hierarchy, which, to put it mildly, can be described as forceful in nature, especially when we want to know why he says the numerous bizarre things he does, or why the hierarchy is quick to embrace worldly programs that promote the Novus Ordo Seclorum. Have they forgotten who the Lord of the world is? It isn't our blessed Lord, though Christ is the King of all creation. We have many, many questions for Baron and men like him, and yet they are rattled. Why? because they know that the rise of this traditionalist movement isn't limited to online guys with microphones and websites. It also includes a lot of young seminarians and priests who will be in positions of authority in the church in the not terribly distant future. And it's not limited to Americans either, but can be seen around the world. And this scares them more than anything else because they know that their so-called reforms are in danger in the long term. Their power is slipping through their fingers, and they know it. I don't think Barron personally is the worst of the lot, far from it in fact, because at least he tries to get atheists to see the light, and he hasn't been involved in any grotesque crimes, at least not as far as anybody knows, and he has been known to personally spread the gospel away from the cameras. The high-profile position he has among the bishops is noteworthy. He's become a sort of anti-vegano, and that is the position he seems to be moving in, and that should be concerning. But let me know what you think of this in the comments, and as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.